Welcome in, everyone. I am Robertson Byer. Sitting virtually across from me is Ben Parker. We are part of Phantom Sports, and we are the odds-on favorites. If you love football, you're in the right place. We're going to be talking about college, NFL. We're going to be talking about key matchups weekly um, starting today, um, every Wednesday throughout the football season. Um, and we're going to tell you where we put our money, who we're placing our bets on. Uh, not me, because I don't live in the state that can do it, but Ben, maybe. Um, yeah, how are we doing today, Ben? I am so excited. First time uh, doing this with you on our betting lines. We've covered a lot of other stuff, but I am so excited. The football season's here. And by the way, for those for those listening, we are fans first. Um, we are also covering betting lines because it's interesting and fascinating, and there's a demand for it, but we are fans first. Uh, you of the NFL, me of college. And to get together, we're going to put this, but I, I'm so excited, man. Absolutely. As as Ben kind of mentioned there, he's more of a college guy. Uh, he's he's going to take this opportunity uh, throughout this podcast to uh, kind of bring me over the dark side, as I'd like to say, uh, because I, yes. I for one, am, <laughs> if you've seen any of our previous videos on, on Phantom Sports YouTube, uh, you know that I am not a college guy. Um, you know, I, I got nothing wrong. Football is football to me. Like, I, I love football. Um, but there's so much wrong with the college game, in my opinion. And Ben's going to try to change me. He's going to try to bring me over. Um, needless to say, he's more of the college expert here. I'm more of the NFL expert, even though I definitely would say Ben knows infinitely more about about uh, both, both, both realms than I do. Um, but that being said, it's going to be a fun time. Uh, stick around, listen to us. We're going to get into the college games uh, for week one. Obviously, NFL hasn't started yet. That's not for another week. So this first episode is just going to be coloring, covering college. Um, some interesting matchups in, in the first week. Um, you know, there's some there's some big games, and there's also some games that might surprise people the outcome of. I'm, I'm convinced of that, at least. Um, so let's get right into it. I think an interesting game that Maybe some people are talking about, but I don't think enough um, is WVU versus Pitt. Uh, Pitt's getting seven and a half at home. You know, uh, Ben, can you tell me a little bit about Pitt? They're ranked 17. Um, is that a proper ranking? And does WVU have a chance to make some noise this year? West Virginia is probably looking at six or seven wins this year, 500 bowl game. Anything beyond that is going to be a surprise. Pitt is not going to be as good as last year because it was a magical season for them last year with, with Kenny Pitt and, and, and Addison and everybody. They're still going to be good. That might be – number 17 might be a little bit high for them at the start of the season, but they're still going to have an excellent year, I think. All right. What about – as far as this game goes, um, does West Virginia have any chance of covering? They're at they're, – they're, they're seven and a half. You know, Pittsburgh's getting seven and a half. Uh, do, does West Virginia have any chance – of covering in yeah. this game. Yeah, they actually do. Now, I this and we're gonna be honest with our audience every week. This is not a game that I put money on. It's a game that I that I that's interesting to us as fans. Uh, this is not the game that you would lock your money in on necessarily because West Virginia's got a chance to win this game, but it's not likely, right? We think Pitt's the better team. We think they probably have the better quarterback. We think they probably have the better system in place right now. Both teams have new quarterbacks coming into, the, into this game, so there's a little bit of unsettledness there. But, oh, by the way, Pitt's playing at home. So we kind of mm -hmm. expect Pitt to win. I think seven, seven and a half is a comfortable cover for Pitt. But you, 
this is not really a game you'd want to be putting money on because West Virginia can keep this game close. These games usually are pretty close, so probably not a game to go throw money at. But I, I like Pitt here at seven. I, I would take that. I'll kind of agree with you there just because West Virginia seems like one of those teams that, you know, in prior years they'll 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 get you excited and then they're going to rip your heart out once they win one or two games that they're not supposed to win. So um, I'll, I'll agree with you there. I'm not going to bet against Pitt. Um, you know, like you said, even though they had that magical season last year, I'm not going to, you know, not in the first game. And they are at home. Uh, over under for this game is 51. Uh, what are you taking over there, Ben? That's almost exactly what I had here. So, again, I, I don't see a spot to make money here necessarily. I, I've got Pitt 31-21, so I like Pitt to cover. Uh, to, to, to bet over under the 51 here, I don't really see a huge chance to make money. I've got a couple of other over-unders that I think there is a chance, but not this one. Um, I, I don't think either team is going to get carried away with scoring here, but I think it's a relatively close, fun game, exciting game, and I do like Pitt to win here at home. All right, moving on. We are going to get into some ranked competition here. Um, Cincy at Arkansas. Arkansas is a six-and-a-half-point favorite uh, open up their season. Um, again, kind of give us the rundown for each team there, Ben. Um, you know, Arkansas has a little bit of a higher ranking, I believe. Um, so do either of these teams have a chance? I know Cincinnati had a really good season last year. They were, I think, a top ten. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, you know, do either of these teams have a chance to crack the top 10 and stay there? I don't think so. Cincinnati last year had a magical carpet ride all the way to the final four and lost to Alabama, but they lost Desmond Ritter, the quarterback to the NFL. Mm -hmm. They lost NFL talent at all three levels of the defense, which is insane for a program like Cincinnati. Now, they'll restock with talent, but it won't be as experienced at the key positions. It, it just They just won't be as good. So Cincinnati is going to have another powerful year, but not as good as last year. Probably eight, nine wins. Arkansas, tough in the SEC. Arkansas looks like a seven, eight win team this year in the SEC. And obviously, these teams are playing two very different schedules, but that's kind of the outlook for these two teams as we sit here at the start of the year. So did the odds makers get it right with Arkansas being – uh, six and a half point favorites. For for me personally, yes, I have Arkansas winning this game by double digits. Matter of fact, it, and I'm not even going to throw the score out there because it's so ridiculous. But I've got Arkansas <laughs> winning by double digits. They're at home. Cincinnati is breaking in a brand new quarterback. Um, they're going to have maybe not inexperience on the defense, but they're going to have new faces on the defense that weren't the stars last year, and. Arkansas is going to have the size advantage that SEC teams always have and a pretty fair talent advantage. Arkansas brings their starting quarterback back this year. And while Arkansas is missing some pieces on defense, I think Arkansas wears down Cincinnati by the end of this game and wins by double digits going away. So I think this is a chance to make some money here. If you like Arkansas to win like I do, I think they'll, they'll go over that six and a half and win by double digits. I think this is a chance to make some money here. And the uh, the over under is set at fifty two. What do you got? Yeah, that's pretty close to where I had it. I, I think I had it at uh, fifty five, fifty four, something like that. So I don't see a huge chance here to make money on the over under. I, I do think that's about right total total points for this game. And by the way, I think you and I have have, have seen this before. College games typically run the over under somewhere around fifty to fifty eight, mm -hmm. right? So it, it's hard yeah. to get too much outside of that. 
don't see a huge chance here for that to change, but I do like Arkansas to win here by more than what uh, the odds makers have to set. Yeah, it's always challenging for me to uh, – for if I were to bet the over-under for any college game because I feel like, you know, over the past uh, few years that I just look and some team just goes off and they're already in the 50s and the over-under was set in the 50s. So unless they shut out the other team, you are you already lost. So um, yeah, that's, <laughs> it's, it's difficult. And that's very true. I think this game is close for a while. Two to three quarters. I think mm-hmm. this game is close, but I, I do think Arkansas starts piling on in the fourth quarter, even if all they're doing is running the football. And that's where I think the score may start to get away here at the end, because I do think Cincinnati can hang around with with the Razorbacks. Yeah, and Arkansas, I know historically has been a very good running team. You know, they might always have like the best backs, but they're they're I feel like they're known for their running game. You know, they get a back every once every few years that comes out in the NFL draft. That's like, oh, you gotta get this guy here. All right, so uh, moving on to another highly ranked game, probably the biggest game that we're going to talk about today, potentially, but I feel like there's a more interesting game, but we're going to get to that in a little bit. So we're going to move now to uh, number 11, Oregon, at number three ranked Georgia. Georgia is a 17-point favorite at home in this game. That's not really that surprising to me. Um, and I I just got to shout out my, my, my guy here, Stetson Bennett. Like, First of all, cool cool-ass name. Second, like this dude just balls, I swear. Like, anyways, <laughs> go ahead, Ben. Tell me about each team. Uh, does Georgia have have a chance to repeat this season? Um, you know, and does Oregon have a chance? And you know what to 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 make the playoff this season? Let's start with Georgia. When you look at their schedule and the amount of talent they have, but and by the way, they're losing tons of NFL talent off that defense and some off the offense too. But the talent they have is extraordinary. And even though it's inexperienced, they're going to be favored in almost every single game they play play this year, most of them by double digits. So just because of that, I expect Georgia to be right back there in the playoff mix again this year, top four, even if they don't win a title necessarily. That, that's, that's still on the table. The Oregon Ducks, I think, have a very good season. I don't see Oregon truly being a top 10 team all year. Seems like they have too many missing pieces and new pieces coming in, but still a very good year for Oregon Ducks. I think probably eight, nine wins, something like that, I think. How do you see this game going down? You know, the odds makers have it exactly as I do. This was one game where we saw it exactly the same. I think you mentioned Georgia's favored by 17 at home. Uh-huh. I have Georgia 34 to 17. So I, I don't see a really a chance to make money on that because that's exactly where I have it. Um, if I saw something different, I would say so. But, yeah, that's that's what I've got. That's what the odds makers have as well. So I'm assuming then that you have the under, if I did my math correctly, 34 to 17. The uh, over-under is 52 and a half for that game. Yes, but not by much. I, I think I'm at, I'm at 51 points yeah. versus their 52 and a half. So yeah. to, to me, that's not a big of enough spread to be putting money on the over-under here. Um, I, I do think – I would be shocked if Georgia loses this game. Um, could it happen? Yes. We saw Oregon go into the horseshoe last year and beat Ohio State. I didn't expect that to happen. But I just don't see them beating Georgia in Georgia with all the talent that Georgia has. I, I don't see that. All right. Yeah, you know what? I, I would pick Georgia, too. Um, again, Oregon seems like one of those teams where, you know, they win a bunch of games and then they actually get to a big bowl game. 
or they actually get to the playoff and then they vomit all over themselves. You know, they're just one of those teams. Unfortunately, and I've been an Oregon fan in the past. Like, I'm not, a, I'm just going to tell you, 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 the audience here, I'm not a fan of any one uh, football, like college football team. Uh, in the NFL, I, uh, commanders, obviously, if you've seen anything I've done before, if you read any of my articles on Phantom, uh, you'd know I, I write for the commanders. But college wise, I'm not a big fan of these teams. Uh, Oregon, it's not because of the uniforms. I've just always like liked their style. Um, Chip Kelly, when his during his Oregon days, was a cool coach. Like they've had some awesome running backs come out of their out of their uh, out of their school, and I was a big Mariota fan when he was coming out. So I've always been a little partial to Oregon. But man, they just they, they aggravate me sometimes because I feel like they have the potential, but they never just fully realize it. it's aggravating. Anyways, we're going to be moving on uh, to a game that you wanted to talk about, and I want to know why you wanted to talk about it. Uh, Louisville at Syracuse. Um, you know, just kind of give me a little bit of rundown about why I should care about this game. Uh, I know it's an ACC matchup, but, you know, the ACC is looking pretty dreadful these days outside of Clemson. Uh, tell me why I should care about this. <laughs> I, I'm right in the heart of ACC country, so I, I tend to be a little bit of an ACC specialist. But I'm also a huge fan of random games. So probably every week or every other week, you're going to get a random game that people really aren't paying attention to. <laughs> so that's why this game is on here. But by the way, we're not going to shy away from close games on this show either. If we think it's mm-hmm. not a comfortable money match, we'll say so. But we're not going to shy away from close games. And this is one. So Louisville with Malik Cunningham at quarterback looks to be a fun team to watch this year. They could be 6-6. Six and six. If they get on a roll, though, they could get all the way up into 10-win territory, 10-2. and two. They got that kind of a mix this year. Very unpredictable. Syracuse on the flip side. Syracuse is probably going to be hovering around four or five wins this year. They have one of the most insanely talented running backs in the country. Uh, they have a pretty good set of linebackers. But they're, they're missing a lot of talented pieces, to be honest. And, and they're going to struggle to throw the football all year, too, I think. So probably four or five wins here for Syracuse this year. That being said, uh, Syracuse is an underdog at home, uh, four and a half point underdog. Um, I'm assuming, given that speech, that you're taking Louisville. Am I wrong? No, you got that right. I am taking Louisville, and this is a game I actually like to put money on. I feel like Syracuse could win this game. I think that's why the odds makers put it close. I think. I think also the odds makers understand that Louisville has that Jekyll and Hyde inconsistent nature to them. And they didn't want to make this game, you know, the spread too large. But I feel like Syracuse, uh, Louisville, even if Malik Cunningham doesn't have his A game, I still feel like Louisville can win this game is kind of where I'm at here. So the spread is at four and a half. I think Louisville wins this game. And I think they win by more than that. For them to win by touchdown or 10 points, I don't think it's a big stretch at all. So I'm very, very comfortable putting money here on Louisville to win by more than four and a half that they're getting right now. Fair enough. I also feel like uh, college football fans, if they listen to this, they're going to hate me, and I don't really care. I'm all for it. Um, over, <laughs> under, especially ACC fans, because I just crapped all over the conference. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> over, under is at 57 for that game. What you got there, Ben? You know, and just so the audience understands, I always come up with my own numbers for these games first, and then I go back and compare it to, to the Vegas numbers and try to get an idea of what, what is Vegas looking at that I'm not. Or what am I looking at that Vegas maybe has kind of pushed down because of public sentiment, perhaps. But I had Louisville winning 34 to 20, 34 to 24. 
and that's a that's an over under 58 our over under that we've got is 57 so i don't really see a chance to make money here i do think syracuse is going to struggle to throw the football they did last year louisville killed them last year 41 to 7 i think louisville's a little bit better this year I think Syracuse is a little worse this year. So even though Syracuse is playing at home, I don't see a home field advantage here for the Orange. Uh, not huge crowds there at the Carrier Dome necessarily. So all that considered, I think Louisville loads the box on on, um, on the Syracuse running back. Um, and I, I'm flaking on the name. Hang on one second here. I, I got to get this name. It's Sean Tucker. Fantastic. Got a chance at the NFL. They're going to load the box, challenge uh, Syracuse to throw the football. I think Syracuse is going to be challenged to throw the football. So. Well, you generated some hype, but the problem is this is an 8 o'clock kick. If this was 12 o'clock, I might watch it, but this is 8 o'clock. I got better <laughs> things to do, man. No offense to Louisville fans. I'm sorry. Anyways, getting on to, I think, my favorite game on this list. Um, Seventh-ranked Utah going to Florida. Um, Florida's a two-and-a-half-point dog um, to open up their season. I understand that Florida doesn't have the best roster this year. This isn't their best team that they have had in the past few years. But there's a lot of hype around Utah. And Utah, and I would talk to Ben a little bit about this before we start recording, Utah just seems like one of these teams where they just have so much hype around them and then they're going to like finish bottom half of the 25. And this seems like a trap game to me. Because, you know, while again, while I said Florida probably doesn't have the best team this year, this seems kind of a trap game. You know, Florida is not an easy place to play in. I do know that. Uh, the crowd there gets really raucous. You know, tell me about is Utah, um, is their expectations for this season a little too high? Um, can they meet expectations? Can they exceed expectations? You know, what's Utah going to be end up doing this season? And then can Florida possibly pull out this upset? I'm going to hold myself back a little bit here on Utah so I don't take up too much time. <laughs> Utah was amazing last year after an early season. I don't know what you call it, swoon, meltdown, faint, whatever. They got on a roll that they were just almost untouchable. The last time we saw them was losing to Ohio State, but in a huge high-scoring back-and-forth affair, in which it was all Ohio State could do to win. They got Cam Rising at quarterback. He came in, I think, second, third game last year, and they basically just went on a roll after that. They have eight starters back on offense, an offense that was highly productive last year, especially as the season went on. Um, they can do everything. They're not going to overwhelm you offensively, but they can do everything. they got a good set of tight ends, decent offensive line, uh, decent wide receivers. Cam Rising can do a little bit of everything, good good solid arm there. So I like that. They, they, they could be eight and four. They could actually win the Pac-12 and somehow work their way into the Final Four as the fourth team. Uh, but that's the ceiling that, that could be there for, for Utah this year. Florida, on the other hand, total rebuild. Talent's a little bit down. Not completely down, but a little bit. So Florida's going to be somewhere probably in the six, seven win category, I think would be the ceiling for them this year. That's how the two teams look at the moment. Uh, I hate to disagree with an expert, but I'm going to just I, – I just need to get this in. Just to, just so you know where go I for stand. It, man. Get it out of your system. Utah could go undefeated this year. Utah could go undefeated, and they will not make the dang playoff because their names aren't Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, Michigan, whatever else. Like that, that they're not making. I'm sorry, Ben. I hate to break it to you, and I hate to break it to Utah fans. They're not making it. I'm I'm sorry. I hate to break this to you, um, but <laughs> that's my little just jab at the NCAA and. Ugh. Anyways, <laughs> does Florida have a chance in this game? Yes. And 
this game makes me absolutely sick because I'm convinced Utah is the better team by a significant margin. I don't even think it's that close. I think there's going to be a three or four win difference in their records by the end of the season. But this game, I wouldn't throw money at this game if it was the only game on for the next month. It just absolutely <laughs> makes me sick to think about it. You have Utah, who is accustomed to playing in that cold mountain air, going down to the swamp in the last of August, first of se- well, it'll be first of September by the time that the game gets here, right? Mm-hmm. So, and it's going to be so humid. It, it is just absolutely different. It's hard to breathe. It's hard to think. It's hard to play. It's hard to do anything. And and Florida, again, I mentioned this with Arkansas, even though the Gators are a little bit down talent-wise, they still have that SEC size in the trenches that slows down teams like Oregon and Utah, even though Utah's a pretty tough team. Uh, Florida has that size, and they have some of the speed, and they have Anthony Richardson at quarterback. So I wouldn't touch this game. I think Utah's going to win. I think it'll be close. But anything could happen in this game. Florida could absolutely win this game for sure. With that high-powered offense that you were talking about with Utah, the over-under is set at 51. Can Florida's defense slow slow them down enough to where, you know, it is a 51-point or less showdown? I, I doubt it. <laughs> the, the Florida defense hasn't been great. Um, <laughs> and I think we said the over-under is 15, 50, uh, sorry, is, uh, 51. 51. Yeah, and I've got it at uh, – uh, as a matter of fact, I'm higher than that. I'm at 58. Here's what I'm looking at. I think Florida has enough uh, players like Anthony Richardson at quarterback to where they can break a few big plays on offense and score some touchdowns. And I don't think that Gator defense can actually do much to slow down the Utah offense. If, if anything slows down Utah, it will be that humidity. That's what will slow down Utah, maybe with – People just wearing out and cramps and third quarter just exhaustion, that kind of a thing. But I, I think we're going to see some points in this game. I, I would not touch uh, the, uh, the Utah being a favorite here or Florida being an underdog, but I think we could see more points than that. I, I would take I would take the over in this game if I was going to put any money on this game at all. So instead of 51, I've got it more like 55, 60 points that, that could, we could see in this game here. And I don't want to spend too much time on any one game, but I'm just curious. Right. If Florida were to hold Utah somehow under 30 points, does Florida have a chance? Yeah, winning? absolutely. Yeah, there's there's no question about it. And matter of fact, again, I said everything was on the table. It wouldn't surprise me if Florida wins this game 18 to 17. I think this mm. is a very tight game. I think it's really close. I think anything can happen. High score, low score. And so, really, I just wouldn't put any money on this game at all, to be honest. But, yeah, Florida's got a chance. Yeah, I like I said, I don't like to spend any time, much time on any one game. But to me, this is the game of the week, for me, at least, in my opinion, and time could prove me wrong. But, like I said, this just seems like a trap game. You know, Florida is always, you know, it's one of those high-profile teams. And then you also have a, a top-10-ranked team going in with a lot of expectations with, I don't know, is Cameron Rising getting any, uh, any Heisman hope? This season, is he getting any any hype? Maybe a little bit as a dark horse. He he is not, and and they have a good offense, but it's not the high powered offense like Ohio State has necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's just once Utah gets rolling and doing everything, they are hard to stop. Um, so so Cam Rising, I think, is going to have a huge year. But with Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud floating around out there, and some of the running backs, I don't think he's got much of a chance to pick up Heisman. To be honest. Yeah, I probably agree with you there. But to me, that's the game of the week. Uh, you know, like I said, just tough for Utah going into Florida. But 
this is probably on paper the game of the week. Uh, Notre Dame, no, ranked number five, going up against number two ranked Ohio State. Um, Odds makers do not like Notre Dame in this game. Um, I don't know if you do, Ben, but uh, they got Ohio State living, ah, laying 17 at home. Uh, is Notre Dame going to stay in the top five? Can they actually make the playoff and make some noise once they get there? Me, personally, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I doubt it. They never do. Um, so, yeah, just give me a rundown on those two teams. Notre Dame should have an excellent season. Probably no less than eight wins. Could be as many as 11. Could go as high as 11 and one. I think they're somewhere around nine or ten wins, personally. Probably ten and two. Uh, should should have an excellent season. Look at Ohio State. Ohio State has a real shot at the national title here. I mean, they are – it's them and Alabama and then whoever else has a hot year. Like, they, Ohio State when is isn't that it? good. When isn't right. it? <laughs> yeah, every year, right? So, but the Buckeyes have possibly the best offense in football. Uh, that That's very much legit. Not a good defense, but they're hoping to improve that with a new defensive coordinator. We'll see as the year goes on. So, that being said, you don't sound extremely high on Notre Dame. Um, you know, like you said, Ohio State's got that really high-powered offense. They're favorites to win. Uh, probably – Maybe not favors to win the national national championship, but they're they're definitely in the top three there. Um, so you got Ohio State winning this thing? I do. I think Ohio State wins by a pretty comfortable margin. That that seventeen, that's a lot, man. That is. <laughs> that's a that lot is. of points. So let me lay it out quickly. Is there a chance that Tyler Buckner, the Notre Dame quarterback, can kind of bob and weave enough, get enough huge plays, two or three? to get Notre Dame out to a lead, and then they can start running the football. And is there a chance that that Notre Dame front four, which is one of the best front fours in football on defense, that defensive line, is there a chance that they can get enough pressure on Stroud to kind of slow down the running game and maybe pick up an interception or two and flip the script? Yes, that's absolutely possible. We saw Oregon do something like that to Ohio State last year. But that's unlikely. The far more likely thing here is that Ohio State, with one of the best offenses in football, if not the best, is that they score 35, 42 points off a pretty decent Notre Dame defense and that Notre Dame actually struggles to score. And so I've got uh, Notre Dame uh, – sorry, Ohio State went in 35 to 20, which is just under that, that 17. I would be very surprised if Notre Dame wins this football game, even though it is possible. Um, Ohio State being at home, Ohio State having so much NFL talent, it's just kind of the way I see it. Now, this is what drives me partially crazy about college football is if a, if a team plays really hard, they, they're they still, you know, somehow lauded, which is crazy in my opinion. A loss is a loss, a win's a win. But that being said, if Notre Dame plays Ohio State really hard, they give their best. And they keep the game close. Um, does that help save face for their season? Any, you know, playoff hopefuls, you know, d- does that help them at all? If they, if they just say it's a three, it just say it's a one score, one score game. Does that help their playoff chances? It does. And here's why there's two reasons why that goes on in college football. Everybody plays such drastically different schedules. Cincinnati is playing a schedule that is a notch or two below what Arkansas is going to play this year. So they may have a better record, even though we think Arkansas is the better team. Um, There's such drastically different schedules that these teams play. And so that's one reason. But another reason is 
usually the top two, three, four teams are just untouchable every season. They are Adam, you know, they could be playing number eight or number 10, but those top two or three between the NFL talent and the experience that they have in that season, they're just untouchable. And they, they plow through everybody until the end of the season. So that's why you see that. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think Ohio State wins this game pretty comfortably. And you mentioned the over-under here. I've got it like 55. I think, I think that 59 sounds a little bit high to me. And I understand the Ohio State defense was pretty bad last year. We saw them improve some as the year went along. Not a lot. Utah exposed them in the bowl game again last year. Uh, I'm not sure Notre Dame's going to be able to score enough points to get that number up to 59. So uh, it, I, I do like Ohio State to win this game, but 17's a lot, man. <laughs> That's a yeah. big spread. Yeah, it is. Um, before we go, I'm going to spring this on you. Um, you're not prepared for this. I just kind of want to see what you got. Um, who? What's your Heisman prediction this season? Number one. I think it's C.J. Stroud. I think he's the guy. Yeah. Um, Heisman voters typically don't like to give it the same guy in back-to-back years unless it's just completely obvious that he was the best. Um, so I, and C.J. Stroud, to me at this point in time, Stroud looks like the best NFL prospect out there, um, all things considered. So I think Stroud's the guy. Plenty of talent there at Ohio State. Lots of other guys could, but to me, he's, he's the leader right now. And then finally, it's a two-part question. Uh, what's your final four, your, your playoff bracket? And then uh, who's who's the national championship at the end of the season where it's all said and done? There's an easy three for me. That's Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia. Even though Georgia's That's a losing. shocker. Wow. <laughs> right. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Georgia's I losing. that. <laughs> yeah, Georgia's losing tons of people. Uh, astounding. Yeah. But their talent level is so high. They're just going to be flat out more talented than everybody to play this year until the end of the season. So that's why I've got Georgia in there. The fourth team is hard. Uh, it could be Baylor or Oklahoma out of the uh, Big 12. It could conceivably be Utah or Oregon sneaks in out of the out of the Pac-12. It could conceivably be Clemson or NC State out of the ACC. Somebody's got to be that fourth team. It could be Notre Dame. Even if they lose to Ohio State, they could run the rest of the schedule and work their way back in. So that fourth spot is wide open. And, um, you know, we, we've, seen, we've seen years before where we thought the top three was obvious and somebody didn't make it too. So um, give me Alabama versus Ohio State. And at the moment, Alabama by, you know, by three. So Fair enough. And then one last question. I'm sorry. Um, who is, like, who is a team that maybe no one's really talking about that's going to, like, crack the top ten that, you know, they're going to have that magic carpet ride season that you said uh, Utah and Cincinnati had last year? Um, What's maybe that school that's going to just take the next step, that's going to take this leap, that's going to go on a tear, you know, mid middle of the season, you know, like their quarterback's going to be like getting NFL draft hype, you know, around them, that kind of thing. Uh, is there is there anyone like that this season? or Who are you looking at for that? In, NC State is one team. I think they're going to be a top 10 team. I don't think they're in the top 10 right now with the preseason rankings. Now, that won't surprise anybody in Raleigh. Everybody in Raleigh right now is expecting NC State to go 10, 11, 12 wins this year. But people outside, casual football fans, may not necessarily realize that NC State has basically everybody coming back on a defense that was really good last year and a lot of key pieces coming back on offense that was pretty good last year. Um, and, and they had a good season last year, too, NC State did. So NC State's the dark horse to, to be in the top 10. I think they will be at the end of the season. All right. I think that's going to do it for us uh, today, Ben. 
Uh, it's always always great doing stuff with you. I'm really excited to see where this thing is going to go. Um, I thank you all for listening. Uh, be sure to you know tune in next week, next Wednesday for our uh, next episode. It'll be week two of college and also be week one of the NFL. Um, go follow us on Twitter at Odds on Favorite. Also follow you know kind of our parent company if you want to call it that Phantom Sports, uh, PhantomSportsIndustries.com. Also follow them on Twitter at Phantom Sports Industries. Um, you got anything else for him, Ben? Just that, like you've already said, in the weeks to come, we're probably going to be 60%, 70% NFL with 20 to 30% college and Robertson. Obviously, it's going to hit us hard on the NFL stuff. So, but if you, if you like the NFL, it is coming in, in big shovelfuls. Absolutely. Uh, have a good night and uh, see you next week. Goodbye.